You are listening to NFT Talk Show, where we put the T in NFT. I am your host, Tony Payne, and if you have ever wanted to know anything and everything, including all the juicy deets about NFTs, you are in the right place. So buckle up, get ready, and let's go. Welcome to another episode of the NFT Talk Show podcast. I am Tony Payne. Can we get a yay? Um, yes, you can. In today's episode, I am going to be talking about something that has been giving me a lot of sleepless nights, right? If you are into NFTs or crypto, that one question that gives a lot of us sleepless nights, when is it too early to sell? When is the top? We're all trying to catch the top, right? When is the top? What is the top? And we're going to be discussing that, but I will not be discussing that um, alone. I have a friend of mine. He has been on the show before. He is the CEO of Focus Foods, who I am really trying to onboard into NFTs. I'm still trying to get Focus Foods into NFTs, Mr. Jeremiah. Thank you for coming um, on the show with me because I want to know if I took an L, okay? And I will tell you why. Welcome. Hey, hey, Tony. Great to be back on the show. Thanks for having me back. Absolutely. Great to have you here. I know um, you are very much into crypto, even though we're still trying to onboard you fully um, into NFTs, not just as a collector, but, you know, with your brand focus um, foods as well. But I have a story I wanted to share <laughs> with my listeners. And I was like, I need somebody to help me out today. And I reached out to you like, you know, you want to jump on with me to talk about this because when is the top? And I'm sure a lot of us go through um, this same exact problem. So um, feel free to ask me what my story is. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure it's going to be an interesting one. But um, it's a it's a great topic. I think everyone that deals with stocks or um, crypto or uh, um, NFTs, we all have the same issues trying to figure out um, what time is best to buy and what time is best to sell. And, you know, so tell me your story. What's yes. <laughs> so, um, OK, so everyone hear me out here. Don't laugh at me because I am really still very, very sad about this. Um, <laughs> so yeah, so I had bought, um, an NFT on Solana, um, a couple of weeks back. I did talk about it in one of the episodes, um, of this particular podcast called We Are Bullish On. Um, in the We Are Bullish On episode, I talked about an NFT called The Gods and I had gotten it on Solana, um, after talking to one of my friends on Solana. And at that point, I believe I got it at, I think it was maybe four to five soul. Um, I don't know what four to five soul was back then, maybe equivalent of maybe $800, something like that. And I ended up selling because I needed a little bit of liquid. (laughs) I ended up selling at um, 41 soul when we minus... Um, the fees and the artist royalties and things like that. I think I got maybe about 36 soul out of it. Right. So 
my plan was because I am very bullish on this particular project on Solana. I love um, the ideas. I love how they're building out. And it was something I wanted to be in long term. So my plan was, okay, I need liquid. Um, this thing looks like the top, you know, 41 sold from four sold. I mean, come on, it'll come down. <laughs> and I managed to convince myself that that was the top. And I sold and sure enough, the kind of foolish luck that I have immediately, I sold within two days or three days. Um, it went from four, 41 sold to like 90 sold. So of course I knew at that point I'm, I'm priced out, you know, the goal was, Oh, you know, 41. So it's going to come down to maybe 30. sold, then I'll, you know, do what I want with the liquid that I needed and then buy back in. It didn't quite work out that way. So this is another issue. When you have an NFT that you have strong convictions about that you want to be a part of the community and you want to stay a part of the community, it is always smart to make sure you get to, okay? Because if you sell your one, you're stuck being kicked out of, um, you're stuck being kicked out of the community. Well, you can still participate in the community, but not in the same way because you're not a token holder. So again, um, two, a few days after it went from, um, my 41. So that I thought was the top to, um, almost like 90 something soul, which I knew was priced out. And as of today, it has, it's at 173. <laughs> Wow. This laugh is like a painful laugh for me. Wow. It is at 173 soul. I think, I know the rule is once you sell, don't look back. But I, like I said, I love this project a lot. And I did look back and I've been looking back and I'm literally almost obsessed with looking back at this point. And um, <laughs> as of, I think two days ago, it was almost at 200 soul. That's incredible. It is incredible. So how, you know? how, many, how many did you buy? One. <laughs> and, and that was the problem. So if I had gotten two, I probably wouldn't feel as crappy as I feel right now, but I had gotten one and I gambled on that one that, you know, I could buy back in, um, when it dips a little because with NFTs, right? Um, sometimes it goes up and then it comes down, then it goes up and then it comes down just like the crypto, just, it's just exactly like crypto. Yeah, yeah. Um, a lot of the NFT projects, you know, the 10 K projects, um, et cetera, they do go up and they do go down. So how do you know what the top is? And here's my question to you. Do you think that I took an L? <laughs> I feel like I took an L, but do you think I took an L? I mean, um, Absolutely not. I don't think you took any form of an L. I mean, you buy, uh, you buy an asset at five to six soul and sold at 41. That's a major win. I mean, that is a win. So, it's not a major win. It's, it, it, I just, in, in my books, I think it's a win because what you got your investment, you got all your fees back and you got, some additional liquidity to invest in something else. That's a win. It might not be a major win based on today's numbers, but um, 
the the aim of the game is not to lose and to grow your assets. And that's exactly what you did. Now, could you have been more patient? Maybe. It depends on what was going on. What was driving it? Why why is it going up so high? Have you kind of done that analysis? So here is the mistake that I made. You're very correct. Um, I think I took a, the wrong gamble. I think I knew they were building out. They just released the second roadmap. I knew they had staking. Um, and this is why it's so important in NFTs. The NFT space can be very, very fast. And it is so important. I, I advise this and I'm taking, I'm going to take my own advice is to slow down, take a deep breath and slow down. And I think if I had taken a deep breath and slowed down, I wouldn't have sold. And I'll tell you why I say that. Because at the point when I sold, I was staking this particular NFT and I was earning um, a token called dust. Now, <laughs> the funniest story is if I had slowed down, I would have realized that I had earned enough dust for the liquidity that I needed. And I could have just sold my dust and kept my NFT. Interesting. Yes. So yeah. Yeah. I rushed to, you know, you know how it is, the FOMO of, oh, God, it's at the top now. Let me quickly sell before it drops so I can cash out and then buy back in. And that was the, I don't want to call it a dummy mindset. That was um the L mindset that I feel like I had. Whereas I should have looked at all the angles, right? Um, and I share this with my listeners because, you know, I, I obviously host a podcast that talks about NFTs, but we are all still very new to this. And I feel like we're all learning as we go along. And even people like me that have been in the space um, for a while that feel like they know it all, <laughs> but actually don't know it all. We're going to make mistakes and learn from our mistakes. So, yeah. Yeah, I, I I think that's actually you know not true. Nobody knows it all. Um, exactly. I mean, you 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 get. I mean, what they say: um, smooth seas um, don't make good sailors. So you have to kind of rough it out. This is part of roughing it out and understanding. For me personally, yeah, yeah. For me personally, if I'm going to be trading a stock, a crypto, or NFT, mm -hmm. I try to target um assets that that i can um afford a number a good volume of and, and i'll take dodge dodge as a as an example i i just did my taxes yesterday and i looked and i saw that i made over five grand in um in revenue yeah here from trading dodge and the reason was we were able to buy so much of it that when it Look like it was peaking or going really high. Mm -hmm. I was able to sell and yet still keep so much to trade or to keep if it kept rising. And it did kept keep rising. Yeah. I, I remember I, I, there was a period where it just kept, you know, going up and I kept selling and selling more and it dipped at some point and I bought back in. So, um, for those type of assets that I expect to trade, I always target those that I can afford a number of, you know, quite, I, I can stack up some volume. What that is happens, a good one. Go ahead. Yeah. What happens if you have only one asset or a very small handful, it's that, I mean, you take what you get. 
if you if you if you trade and win, just take it as a win because you don't have enough to ride the market out and to, you know, kind of play play some sort of strategy. So that is um, true. For the more pricey investments, I I they they're more like passion investments. They're 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 investments I want to have, they're assets I want to keep, or they're assets that that um like in, in the stock world that I'm holding for dividends. And I, I think that's like your staking. Yeah, same yeah. thing. It's about so the same. So if there's if there's dividend, if there's a revenue coming in, then I'll keep it. And I'm not going to like go crazy trying to figure out where the stock is at or where the um crypto is at or the, where the value of the NFT is at at that day. I just kind of leave it and um sit on the residuals until like, it hits a point where I feel like okay, the market is going really crazy. Um at this point it'll be insane not to cash out. And um then you might you know, trigger a sale on an asset that you are you know, otherwise planning to hold. Exactly. So I think the nuance with NFTs, again, um, you know, I feel like NFTs are a different beast. Like with crypto, one, you can, um, you know, buy, okay, well, it really depends. You can probably just buy um, one Ethereum, right, for 3000 but you can still sell parts of that Ethereum, right? You can sell a dollar part. But with NFTs, you can't do that. You can't, I mean, there are NFTs you can fractionalize, but with NFTs, when you have one, you can't say, I'm just going to sell 50% of this NFT. It's like, you get rid of it, you get rid of it. You know, there's no um, parts of it. Like with Bitcoin, if you have a, an, a whole Bitcoin, you can sell 50% of that whole Bitcoin and still keep your Bitcoin. But um, when NFTs, you know, if you have one NFT and you choose to sell, that's it. So what if you have a project or an NFT that you really, really want in, right? It's an opportunity, but you can only afford one. Then what do you do? You know, you, you, so, you can't, you can't afford more than one. So what do you do then? So that's why I'm, I'm, I'm not, I wouldn't say that I'm, I'm, um, I'm skeptical about NFTs. It's more a, a factor of I'm still looking at a way to work a strategy that works for me. And right now I see it as diversifying my portfolio between mm-hmm. stocks, bonds, um, tradable, other tradable items, crypto and NFTs. So uh, the, these will be, um, assets that I know I can't trade because some of them come in at such a high, high entry, um, point yes. that I know that I cannot, I can, I can't collect, uh, collect enough to trade and keep a reserve to kind of ride the market up. So the type of projects that I would be interested in would be um, uh, the long-term investment type. Yeah. I I believe in your project. I believe in what you guys are doing and I want to hold it and see where the market goes. So I, I I mean, that's probably what I would do at this point, but you know what, if, if I invested a hundred dollars and came out with five, I'm not going to beat myself up. That's just, <laughs> I'm beating um, myself up. <laughs> I, I think for me, I think, I think someone like you would be um, better investing in one-on-one art. Then if you're, I always say, if you're a long-term holder, you should do one-on-one art. If you're a short-term holder, then maybe PFPs would work better for you. Um, because to long-term hold PFPs can go 
either way, right? It can go south and it can go good. Um, and I say it can go south because you have 10,000 people to contend with and they could really rock the floor down. But with one-on-one art, they tend to hold their value um, up longer and stronger as long as the artist is active um, and you know actively building. But with projects, because of the expectations that come with projects, like people are like, what are we doing? Oh, what's going on now? You know, there are more expectations. So when people don't see those expectations being fulfilled in real time, which is not possible. If you've ever built a company, you know, building a company takes time. Um, then they start to dump, you know, then they start to dump the floor and, you know, some people dump everything below the mint price. So, and when it's below the mint price, the floor price determines what the value of your NFT currently is, unless you hold a rare, even if you do hold a rare, um, if the floor is crap, it's going to still be hard to sell your rare at a good value. Um, you know, so I think for somebody that's more into long-term, if you're looking into um, long-term holds of NFTs, then you would m- most likely do better holding on to one-on-one art because a one-on-one artist, you know, anything can trigger a one-on-one artist's popularity in this moment. Like I could be featured in CNN tomorrow and my art will take off and you'd be holding one of my pieces in your um, wallet and then boom, you know, you're holding a valuable asset. Um, you know, so yeah, I think, um, for people that have patience like you, then a one-on-one art would, um, be great. But again, in that token, um, I think a lot of factors also play a role into the psychology of, you know, I have to look at the psychology of why I sold, <laughs> you know, cause this thing like literally has been bothering me. Um, yeah. you know, I go ahead. Yeah, that, I mean, I don't, I don't see any business, any venture, any form of investment that you would get into and you won't learn lessons. If you're not learning, oh, lessons, yes. you're not taking risks and you're not moving out of your comfort zone. This is just part of the game. Uh, I, I think that the, um, the rule of thumb is just try not to, try not to, um, overextend yourself and, you know, bet the house. Yeah. Um, especially if there's there's a high risk and one of the reasons that i'm not like full both feet into nfts yet is i see how much time you invest in it you have to be in these um yes spaces and in and um all the uh with the telegram groups and different groups and just kind of keep your finger on that pulse yes you know i run i run like two businesses and time time is a premium right now oh yeah it is difficult and I try to jump into jump into the spaces and just kind of, you know, see what's going on. But there's so many directions that everyone is taking their investments and their um, artifacts in that I can't keep it, keep, uh, keep up with it all. So, um, yeah, you would it, really you would really to be a trader in the NFT space where you're actually, you know, buying low and selling high. You have to be finger on the pulse all the time. And yeah. And I think that that's still being discovered. Everyone's figuring it out on like stocks and crypto to an extent. The war is going on. You know why the market is down. Um, there's mm-hmm. inflation. You know why the market is down and you know which companies will be around forever, like the airlines and, and um, food producers. So if they're low, it's a good time to buy. And once things stable out, it comes right back up and you can 
exit with um with some some profits or ride it up until the market kind of fully recovers. But you know, NFTs do not yeah. have that amount of historical data or knowledge yet. So you are going to be discovering. You're all oh, yeah. picking wins and losses and kind of documenting it and just kind of um collecting this body of knowledge on how this this new investment space is going to work. So I, I, as long as you win, I mean, I know, I know it, it kind of skyrocketed after you saw. Oh God. It was like my, <laughs> I felt like, like, I just felt like the fact that I sold was what made it skyrocket. Like my luck is really like so crappy that as soon as I sold, the universe was like, go, she's gone, go. <laughs> if, if you believe in it, find a way to buy at least two pieces. I, I did, but I, you know, I, I needed and the other one to just see what happens. You're right. And that was another mistake that I made. Um, when I, you know, when I, I wanted to kind of stretch myself out a little bit and invest in just different things. It was one of the ones that I really, actually, there are two of them that I got, um, that I really believed in. And I bought one of each because they were a little pricey. Um, at that point, you know, $800 is a lot to drop. Um, yeah. you know, for one PFP project, you know, and I felt like, okay, um, I did a little, you know, I did my research on what they were building now. Um, the other one that I got was the famous Fox Federation. I still have that. And I'm, <laughs> I am not letting that one go, <laughs> you know? So, yeah, but I had also invested in other little smaller projects to kind of support the projects. And if I hadn't done that, I probably would have been able to, um, get more than one. Right. So, but then how do you, you know, where do you kind of balance out supporting other smaller projects? Right. And, um, investing for yourself. And as somebody that's a, uh, you know, a leader in the community, I have to kind of also kind of balance that out. Right. Cause we want to grow the space and not be selfish. Um, but yeah, so those were like the choices I had to make at that particular point was like, okay, I like this project. I'm going to invest in it. But then I think this project also needs a little bit of support. I'm going to buy into it and, um, um, huddle. Um, but you brought up something that I wanted to talk about, um, un totally unrelated to me whining and complaining about selling my D gods, <laughs> which I feel like I'm going to do for the next 20 years. Like we're going to be old and I'm going to be sitting at a campfire and I'm going to talk about that one time that I bought an NFT called D gods and I sold it for one soul and it went all the way to 170 something. Oh. Yeah. But yeah. You brought something up just now that um, I wanted to kind of circle back on. And um, you talked about investing in the stock market, like airlines are not going anywhere. I am a crypto girl. You know, I, I, I know it's volatile mm -hmm. um, and it, it just can be very unpredictable. Maybe I like the thrill of that. I'm not sure. But for me, I feel like my biggest wins have been on crypto and not on traditional stock. So, um, yeah, I'm curious to know what your thoughts are about that. Well, volatility makes money. I mean, we would all love to be liquid, maybe in the seventies and eighties where, um, uh, Berkshire, Berkshire, Hathaway was probably oh a couple of thousand dollars. Now it's yeah. like half a million per I know, 
fresh air. We're not going to make any money if we can even afford to buy in. Even at a fraction, we're making nothing. Yeah. Um, So if you're not fortunate to hop into an investment early, whether it's crypto, stocks, bonds, uh, well, maybe not bonds, but um, stocks, crypto, NFTs, without volatility, you're not really... You don't really have a tradable item. You have an investment that you want to hold and see where it goes with, 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 um, with, um, and I, and I, and I mentioned, um, Dodge and we kind of turned over when it was going crazy, going up and going down. I, I didn't, I didn't sell any Dodge. I mean, I, I sold it, made money. And when it went down, I reinvested it. So ended up with like close to 30 grand. Uh, well, 30,000 units. And I don't think at any point in time I spent more than two, three hundred dollars on purchasing the initial Dodge coin. Yeah. So yeah. those opportunities, you know, they come every so often. You have to just kind of be listening to the whole market and see where interest's at and, and excitement is at. But the real money that was traded that got me up in those numbers was in the volatility. Exactly. I, everybody's so excited, pushing for $1. I sold. I'll sell like a few thousands. And then it dips down because people are saying it's crazy. It's not going to work. And I buy back in. And then it's going up again. They're pushing it towards a dollar. And I, uh, you know, I sell again. So I'm not emotional about it. I'm just kind of, um, I know it drives you crazy when I say that some of these things are based on trends. <laughs> yeah, it does drive me crazy. <laughs> they see it on Twitter, they see it on Instagram. It's it's trending on CNN or or, or some business news, and everybody goes crazy. It is a trend, whether you believe in it on believe in it or not, whether it has utility or not. Um, people hear about it, they do little to no research, and they rush it. FOMO. I mean, yeah, that's exactly what it is. And if you're disciplined. You're less emotional about selling. Because I think, I think for me with Doge, I, I think at some point I, I saw Doge like hit 75 cents and I didn't sell. And I, when I first <laughs> bought my first batch, it was at 0.0000 something. So yeah. I had the opportunity to make a lot of money and I just, I didn't sell. I was like, I love you. <laughs> we, all, we all did. We all hoping for a dollar. And yes. That was greed, not that was greed and emotion and it was not logic. Yeah. I, I mean, we, I, I bought after you, after you convinced me to buy it like two, uh, the second or third time. That's <laughs> almost a couple of zeros behind. But, you know, that was, you know, I can, like 20 grand. I convinced a lot of people to buy into Doge. Um, hopefully at a good price point. Um, I don't know what Doge is at today or this, you know, I, I can, I can just quickly check because I know it did, it did go down, um, to, I think was it 12 cents sometime this yeah. last month? Um, it's at 13, 13 cents. It's been going up and down. It was at 15 cents yesterday. Um, it's at 13 cents right now. I still believe in it. I still think. So I just don't understand. Can the devs do something? <laughs> because there's so much potential for Doge. I don't understand why it's not happening. Look at Ethereum. I think 
Um, NFTs have really, really helped Ethereum though. I know some people can argue and say, oh no, ETH has, you know, been what it was, um, before NFTs. Yes. But I think NFTs brought in a new wave of people that probably would never have traded crypto if not for NFTs. Right. And that's still going to, that's going to happen with, you know, blockchains like Cardano, blockchains like Tezos, blockchains like, um, Solana. So, you know, I get that argument a lot where people are like, oh, invest in traditional stocks. And I'm like, no, I, I mean, I do. But if I had a choice right now, I would choose crypto. Yes, you can get wrecked very easily. But if you can, you know, figure out what the um, bottom is or what the top is, then you also can be very lucky and make a ton of money, um, you know, that 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 you said right there is what I think is a problem for me. Mm-hmm. Very lucky. Now there is an aspect of luck. Well, I, I believe that, but mm-hmm. there's also a method to the madness. Once mm-hmm. people catch wind of a new investment, they go crazy. Oh, yeah, and everybody wants to be in. That always, usually, always has the effect of driving up the price. Basically. That's- that happens in NFTs too. I see it every day in NFTs where a new project comes out, everybody's running after it. Once it mints out, once it reveals, then you see the dumping coming, then you see the energy going down. And then when some news comes up, everybody's, then the price goes up again and then it calms down again. But then again, it still does not tell you what the top is going to be. Cause I know, um, people that sold their board eight at like five E you know, one ETH and they thought they had made money, but now the board apes are like, you know, upwards, um, 80, 90, I don't know what their price is today. Mm -hmm. Um, ETH, you know, so, uh, how do you know what the top is? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That's the million dollar question. If we, if there was a formula to that, we'd all be Warren Buffett. Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> I need to be Warren Buffett. No, I need to be, I need to be Elon Musk. Oh my God. So the board eight, um, floor price right now, as of today is a hundred, a hundred and thirteen ETH. I need my work to be worth this much. That's what I need to start working towards is like a Tony Payne should be a hundred and thirteen ETH because I am. <laughs> Fantastic well, and fabulous and working towards it. Include me in the alpha. Uh, <laughs> you got the alpha. You got, I mean, come on. You already got the alpha. You know me. Um, <laughs> that's all the alpha that you need, right? That's all the alpha that you need. Absolutely. 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 But yeah. Uh, yeah. Other than that, um, you know, I, I love investments that I, that, that are cheap enough that I can buy a spread. Mm-hmm. And, you know, sell off as the market is going up because I don't know. Because that's the honest truth. I don't know if this is the peak or if it's going to go crazy and like um, 10x whatever I'm planning to sell at. And the other thing is, I, I have a goal. Yeah. I set goal when I can. I'm like, hey, if this guy doubles or triples, I'm selling regardless of what's happening. I'm selling the whole thing or a portion. That's a smart way to do it. And you don't look back. Yes. Yeah. I have a friend that does that. She doesn't look back. Like she'll tell you, Tony, don't, once you sell, don't look back. 
And I just, this one, I, I'm sorry. I'm going to be honest with everyone when I say I did look back and I keep, I give the same advice on this podcast. I tell people don't look back, but this particular NFT, I don't know what it is that is making me so like literally darn it obsessed. <laughs> I keep looking back and I finally, so I'm going to tell you a little secret. What's well, not a secret? We're alive. Um, I finally unfollowed them yesterday on Twitter. Like I couldn't take it. I was just like, you know what? <laughs> F this. <laughs> Done. <laughs> and I kept seeing like the retweets onto my timeline, you know, people talking about it. Oh, I just bought in. And I'm sitting there like, God, oh, they just bought in. And I took my oh, oh, before I lose this thought. Yeah. What you just said, mm -hmm. I actually did. I have turned off all my alerts. Yeah. From Robin Hood. Smart. <laughs> from everything that I have assets in. And I check in when it's time to either sell or I, I, um, I, I, um, what's it called when we set up the sale? I, I, um, schedule a sale. Yeah. At, uh, at, um, man, my brain is fried right now. <laughs> <laughs> a limit yeah, sale. I, I, a limit sale. I mm -hmm. set a limit sale for stock or, or, or the, um, crypto that I have on Robinhood. And I don't want to know what the market is doing. I set it up for six months and if it hits, cool if it doesn't you know i don't lose anything and i don't get the anxiety of what the market is doing on a daily basis that that'll drive you nuts but what if you miss a top um if anything is if it's if it's rising if it's going crazy in the market you mm -hmm. hear about it It'll that's true and then I'll, I'll that would be my choice to plug in and see what's happening and if it's super high i will sell I will trigger a sale, uh, or I'll just leave it if my plan. And, and I had that problem with Disney. Their shares were so expensive, and I like Disney because of the movies. But I did not have enough to trade. Yeah. Whenever it goes up, uh, I don't want to lose the shares for twenty bucks. Or I know that's another thing. It's like <laughs> yeah. So so that's why I stay away from pricey projects or pricey stocks or pricey coins. Because yeah, because you can't do much. There's no except you've got like ten grand or hundred grand to lay into one investment. There's not that room for trading and feeling out the market. And there's just no way you're gonna figure out the top. You know. There's yeah. No way. And Speaking, go ahead. No, nah, yeah. The best strategy I, I, that I could come up with was have enough um, tradable assets where I can sell in stages as it keeps climbing mm -hmm. and um, not feel bad that I lost out at, uh, you know, when it peaked at the top. Of oh, gosh. <laughs> and normally I don't because I, I mean, like I said, I've had NFTs that I've sold that have, you know, probably gone up a little bit more. But not in this, not this much. Like, I mean, ugh, let me just do a little bit of math. So you kind of feel, you know, I'm going to average it out. So let's say I bought it for 800. I sold it at 3000 and then two, three weeks later, it's at 20,000. That is like smack me in the face already. <laughs> and what you do is you remember the guy in England 
had his um, Bitcoin keys. Oh my God! He lost Ugh. it. Uh, he uh, he had it on a on a on a hard drive, and it cracked. And he and somebody threw it in the trash. And he's been trying to dig their dumpsters for about a decade. Yeah. So, <laughs> if he needs help digging those dumpsters, I'll take a percentage. I'll help him. Yeah. That, yeah. See, I, that could not be me. I'm so super careful with how, like, my ledger, how I store my crypto stuff. Like. I'm super careful. Like you, if you're trading crypto, if you're trading NFTs, I suggest you get a ledger. Um, it is so important. But then again, my, it also kind of scares me a little bit because I'm always like, what if I lose my ledger or forget it somewhere? Um, then I'd be stuck. But again, if you have your seed phrase, um, then you're good. You can just always import your seed phrase. Um, yeah. into another one. But yeah, I was going to mention, speaking of Robinhood, did you hear the news today? Um, Robin Hood now has more crypto assets. They have Polygon, Shiba Inu. Shiba Inu, I'm shocked. Like, what? Solana. Shiba Inu's on uh, Robin Hood? Yes. That's what I said. Shiba Inu, Polygon, Solana, Compound. So they have four new crypto um, assets um, that you could trade on Robin Hood. And. Excellent, because I have a ton, a ton of Shiba. Well, hell, now you can trade more Shiba and Robinhood, but why Shiba? Like, I would think, I mean, there's so many crypto assets out there. I guess whatever, you know, Doge is underperforming and Shiba is seeming to pick up wherever, you know, they think they're picking up from. <laughs> I, you know, I, I always get offended when people call a Doge a shit coin um, because I'm still very much bullish um, and think it's still going to do something. But just watching how Shiba came out of like, you know, Doge and then seeing it like do its own little thing thing is I, quite I I think that's great as on Robin Hood because one of the things that helped Doge. Uh, yes. If it's was Robin Hood. Dodge, I call it Dodge. But that, that <laughs> helped Dodge rise was um, the fact that Robin Hood had a user base, a very yes. wide user base. And the accessibility was was um, superb. Yes. And, and their user interface and processes to purchase and trade are very simple. Very simple. Unlike and now they have wallets, right? They have... Yeah. I don't... Robinhood now has the crypto wallets, but I... I Opted not, I mean, I initially was on the wait list and I got, um, approved to get the wallet and then I opted not to because, so here's my thing. It just, it was asking me for too much information. Like when you get a MetaMask wallet, when you get a Coinbase, um, wallet, all you do is just literally get your wallet, get your seed phrase and you're good to go. Robinhood was like freaking asking me for my whole life history. I mean, not my whole life history, but it was just, if we're thinking in terms of like, we're moving into web three and we want to make things very simple. It was just doing way too much for something that has so much competition. And I was like, you know what? Nah, it's not that serious for me. Worst case scenario, I'll sell my um, crypto assets on Robinhood for fiat and take the fiat and use it to buy um, crypto on another exchange. Boom, problem solved. <laughs> and I don't have to give Robinhood, you know, my kidney and liver, you know? But yeah, yeah they need to... They need to fix that because I was like, God, so many, like I, once I start getting asked so many questions, I tend to like take a step back. Like, okay, why do you want to know all this? Like, it's, I get it. 
but you're trying to do the same thing the other person that didn't need to know all this is doing, right? So how were they able to figure it out that you can't, you know? Um, but they already have a lot of my information. So why not use that? Why do you need to know so much more? Like, how many steps did you take today? Did you sleep on the right side or the left side of the bed? <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I'm curious to see um, where this is going to go. Um, I'm curious to see where Shiva Inu is going to go being on Robin Hood now because it's up 13% today. Wow, when, when did they get on? Because oh my today God. I got the I got the announcement today. So um, yeah, they got on today. That's and awesome. Yeah, That's it's up 30, 13, 13, not thirty, thirteen point eight seven percent. Um, Solana's up twenty four percent. Oh point percent. Compound is up. I'm sure that played a role. Um, even though Matic Polygon is um down um. 0 0.07 it's fluctuating but polygon has a lot of issues right now so um i'm guessing when those issues are fixed like all these layer two solutions <laughs> once those um issues are fixed we're going to see a lot of things being done um with the blockchain especially in terms of like with ethereum and nfts but i think for nfts i'm still going to always say it's going to be solana um and ethereum and just knowing that I'm gonna give you a little alpha. I was saying this thing to um, a friend today and I was like, I noticed that most of my bigger NFT wins if I'm investing to um, sell have been on Solana, not Ethereum. That's a sign to pay more attention to Solana for me. And with Ethereum, I have more chances or it's more likely to fall below mint price. And I think it's because, you know, same thing with Doge back then when Doge wasn't like as popular, it was steady climbing beautifully. But the moment it became very popular, then you have the people pumping and dumping, 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 dumping. And then when you have that, it's, it struggles. Um, and I think that's what you see on Ethereum because it's so popular. It's going to attract the people that want to dump. You know, and with Solana, um, you'll have, you, you'll get those people too, but not as much. And that's why I'm seeing more success with projects that I have held on Solana. I don't have an ETH project. Um, well, actually, I'll take that. I know I, I actually don't take that back that has gone 20, uh, maybe my ape went about that much, but I didn't sell because I only had one. Um, and that's another problem. You see what I mean? I didn't sell the top. <laughs> and now it's like at one point something that could have sold at like nine E and I didn't because I thought it would go up. I mean, I, I love the project and I didn't want to risk not being a part of the project. And that was why I didn't sell. But you just cannot predict these things, can you? Yes, yes, yes. And having the not so free markets uh of nfts where you're limited by the um by the project team on what you can purchase or you're limited oh, how, how much it costs i hate that i hate like that, any project that says you can only mint one i i can't stand it i i don't even look at them anymore like if i can only well yeah. i take that back i lie i did mint a wild galaxy and then i could only mint one but then i did that because i've been wanting to be in the wild ecosystem for a while 
um, because I see the opportunities. Like, you know, I see um, the potential um, of being in the ecosystem, but you have to also use them, right? You can't just see, oh, I'm going to be in your ecosystem and not do anything, right? Um, I, I think that's a failing strategy to limit. I mean, except you yeah, it is. want um, um, holders that, that are like collectors who just want to have it forever. It's not, it's not a great, great trading asset. If, if I have to kind of, if it's all or nothing, at least give them two, you know, that way they can flip one and then still be in your community with the other one. Right. That's why I feel like, oh Lord. Yeah. (laughs) But it's all good. Um, you know, NFTs again can be used for different things. Like, um, I was saying um, earlier about, you know, wanting to stay within the project, um, like the D gods, for instance, um, learning from that, you know, if I really like or have strong convictions about a project, I'll buy two. Like there's one remarkable women um, project that I bought and I bought two and I staked both of them. And if, even if in the event that it moons or it doesn't moon, it doesn't bother me. If it does moon and I sell one, I'm still in. And again, why am I in? I see the opportunities for networking within the community. Um, they do a lot of like speaking engagements, which I am obviously great for, <laughs> you know, so. Um, those are some of the benefits of st- what's staying in the project. Maybe somebody's going to listen to this and send me a D God. Actually, this is me begging. <laughs> so, I'm going to be pathetic for a minute. <laughs> if you're listening and you have like 10 D gods, cause I know some of you do send me one. <laughs> yeah, ask, ask for two, one for me. I know. <laughs> Make this young lady stop crying about. And I had the perfect one too. Like, oh God. Anyways, yeah. So we'll stop here. <laughs> oh man. I need to bring you back though. We still have a lot more um to talk about. But um thank you so much uh for coming on the show today. And we need to talk. We need to talk about focus foods. I think it would be interesting. I know you have your popcorn. I think it'd be interesting to see what I can do with your popcorn and the champagne see what we can give some of my holders. Um, Absolutely. Absolutely. That would be, that actually would be a great idea um, to give some of my holders your popcorn. Maybe I'll do a raffle in the discord. Um, Can we do that? Can we do a raffle in the discord? Yeah. Yeah. Let's get together. We're, we're on Amazon now and that has been a journey. But um, we're on now and we're still figuring it out. But um, yeah, let's let's do something. Absolutely. Um, We we will. So once you're live, um, I'll do a raffle in the discord to get some free popcorn (laughs) to me as well. Wink, wink. (laughs) (laughs) To get some (laughs) to get some free popcorn to my community and, um, you know, see who will win and to my holders, too. Um, I like I like giving out stuff to my holders. It's always um, or the community in general. It's always um, a nice thing. It's always fun. But again, thank you um, so much, Jeremiah, for joining me on today's episode. I really appreciate it. And if they want to find you, how can they do that? Um, I'm at um, at focus and that's F zero K U S. 7-6 on Instagram and I believe Facebook, uh, Twitter. 
or Focus Foods, and that's F-O-K-U-S, F-O-O-D-S Foods, um, on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. All I, I try to just keep all those in sync. So Focus Foods, wherever you search, you should find me. But um, I'll send you the info information so you can put it in like show notes or something. For sure. Something. Yeah, For sure. Spellings. I know how to find you, duh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I can find the info myself. <laughs> thank you so much. Um, and yes, thank you to everyone for listening to this episode. Do not forget to subscribe. It is so wonderful when I see that you're subscribing um, and leave a review. And don't forget to join us in Discord. Follow us on our social at NFT Talk Show on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. If you are on Twitter, follow us on Twitter and hop into the Champagner Social Club. Social, I always get this, <laughs> such a tongue twister for me sometimes. The Champagner Social Club Discord, that is where the home of the NFT Talk Show podcast is. And that's where the home of the NFT Talk Show podcast will be. We have a nice little reaction role for all my NFT talk show listeners. And yes, I am currently giving out a foundation invite in the giveaway channel. So if you're an artist and you want to get on foundation, check out the giveaway channel and react to the giveaway and it will automatically choose two people to receive a foundation invite. It is a great place to sell your art and they're their fees have come down. Yay. <laughs> I was so glad to see that. So yeah, if you want to get on foundation, this is a good time to do that um, because their fees have gone down and now they have the buy now button, which was a long overdue. All right. So that is going to be it for today's episode. I remain Tony Payne and I will catch you on the blockchain. Bye.